Hi everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and whoa, I want to tell you something. If you're not glad to be here, you will be because I'm telling you this show today is going to blow your mind. I have John Foley with me. Yeah, that's right. The John Foley. Yeah, no, no, no. Seriously, he's got his own Wikipedia, the whole thing. The dude wrote this great book. I know the people who are now listening to this on a podcast, I get it. You can't see the book, but the book is called Fearless Success. The man was a blue angel. Actually, I don't know if you can actually be a was as a blue angel. You're always a blue angel. They just invite you back to, well, consult you from time to time. So we're going to talk with him because I'm telling you, the book is great. And if you've ever said, how can I become more elite? How can I become better at what I do? How can I advance my career? How can my life be better? How can my business be better? How can I have better people on my team? I'm telling you, all the answers are in this book called Fearless Success. And he is absolutely fantastic. And we're going to talk with him today. But let's do what we do every week, right? And that is, let's check in with you in the four areas of your life. You know that I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people, we are mental people, we are emotional people, and we are spiritual people. And we got to check in, right? Every week we got to check in because we got to find out where we're at. You know, how are we growing, right? Because the truth of the matter is, you know what? There's no, there's no staying the same. You're either growing or you're dying. That's it. Bottom line. And growth comes can come in so many different ways. You can grow deeper. You can grow out. You can grow up. There's so many different ways you can grow. But if you're not growing, I promise you, you're dying. So let's find out where you're at today and all those four areas of your life. So let's look at physically on a scale of one to 10. One being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you at today? Is it a four, five, six, seven? What's that number for you? Right? And why do you have that number? Right? Are you eating right? Are you doing the things that you need to do? Are you working out? Are you Putting the fork down, right? Because maybe you're eating a little bit too much. Maybe you're consuming a little too much soda. Maybe you've got that grease from the potato chips going all the way up to your elbow and you need to stop that. What is it? How are you? And how are you feeling? Maybe you're feeling a little under the weather, right? I know some people are still dealing with pollen in different parts of the country and the world. So what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Whatever that number is, what can you do right now to change that number to the next number? Not trying to get you from wherever you're at to a 10. I'm just trying to get you from whatever your number is right now to the next number. So if it's a four, how do you get to a five today, right? How do you start that journey, all right? You got it? Okay, great. There's your first number, right? All right, so let's look at mentally. How are we doing mentally today on that same scale, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding? What's your number mentally? And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, what are you feeding your mind, right? We, we got two halves of this brain right? There's the right side, that's this creative side, and then there's the left side, that's this logical side. What are you feeding your brain, right? What are, what are you doing to feed it, to mentally get yourself growing and going, right? So, like, you know, if you listen to this show, you know I interview best-selling authors and some of the most outstanding people in the world, right? Well, this is a good show for you to listen to because it's going to feed your brain. It's going to feed both sides. It's going to you kind of engage that logical side, but it's going to engage that creative side. How can I apply this? right? But you can do other things like maybe take up an instrument or learn a new language, things that can engage both sides of your brain. It could be a variety of things, right? So what are you doing? What do you got to change? What's that number? What do you got to change to make that number go higher? All right, you got that? We got two numbers, right? We got a physical number, a mental number. All right, thirdly, how are you doing emotionally? So often we call emotions emotional intelligence, right? Scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing emotionally? Are the little things getting to you? Right? Did there are or maybe you're able to just really you're in a really good place and the little things aren't bothering you. 
right? That's part of that emotional quotient, emotional intelligence. The other part of, you know, this emotional part of you, who you are is how well are you able to relate to the emotions of others? Can you listen long enough to really understand their emotions, right? What do you need to do to improve that? What do you need to improve your emotional stability? What do you need to improve yourself? Because let's be honest, folks, emotions is, is a choice, right? Anybody who says to you, well, they caused me to feel this way. No, 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 no. You do not want to be owned by people that way. You're in control of your emotions. So what can you do to be more in control of those emotions? So that regardless of what life throws at you, you could still come out positive. All right, so you got three numbers now, right? You got a physical number, mental number, emotional number, and then finally the spiritual. What's your spiritual number? Scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. What's your spiritual number today? Right, and you go, well, Jay, what do you mean by spiritual? I don't, I don't believe in God. Oh, okay, well, maybe you believe that nature centers you. Maybe you believe that karma is the thing that you believe in. It could be a variety of things. Maybe it doesn't matter. It could be a number of things. But what is that thing that brings you back to the center? We're going to hear we're going to hear John talking about the center point and and we're going to hear him talk about that, right? Because it's it's a it's a really key part of his of, of what he does, but what centers you spiritually? Right? What what brings you back to center? Right? And if it is God, how's that going for you? All right? I just asked that. What's that? That's that number for you. So you got four numbers, right? You got a physical number, mental number, emotional number, spiritual number. Think of those as the four legs of a table. And if you're trying to eat on a table and they're uneven, it makes it kind of hard to keep the plate on the table, doesn't it? But also, if they're all too low, right, it also means that if you're sitting in a normal chair, it also makes things difficult to eat. So what we want to do in our life is we want to be balanced. We want to bring all those things up. Right, and we want to bring them up to the right height, and this leads me to my next guest. I am so excited. I, I, I it, I'm just giddy. I, I know I shouldn't be giddy, but I'm giddy. All right, his name is John Foley. He's a former lead solo pilot of the Blue Angels, a Sloan Fellow at the Stanford School of Business, and an expert in the how the how of high performance teams. As a Blue Angel, John consistently performed in an extreme high stakes environment, flying at speeds more than 500 miles per hour and in formations as close as 18 inches apart. To survive in those circumstances, he had to rely on the culture of high trust and leadership that turned inherently unforgiving flight into extraordinary experiences. So John has been, he has been all over, right? He He's founded the Glad to Be Here Foundation, which we're going to talk a little bit about. He is also just highly sought after speaker. And you know how I feel about my fellow speakers, right? As a speaker myself. Listen, folks, if you're somebody who's listening to the show, and I know that so many of you all the world do, and you want to look for somebody who's going to inspire you, motivate you, and is going to give you something practical to take home with, you're going to want to get John Foley. Before uh, John graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy with a degree in mechanical engineering, he also was a defensive back for you football people with the midshipmen. Shipman. Uh, he played in two bowl games, and he helped Navy to one of the best four-year records at the time. Uh, as a pilot, John was a top 10 carrier pilot six times before becoming a Marine instructor pilot and a Blue Angel. He holds master's degree in business and management from the Stanford Graduate School of Business and in international policy studies from Stanford University. It is my pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to please welcome John Foley to A New Direction. John, welcome to A New Direction. Hey, Jay, glad to be here. Thank you so much. I love what we just went through together. Your <laughs> listeners, that was powerful. I, you know what? I, it's funny that you say that because I get from guests, uh, I, and you're going to be a friend, I promise, before this is over. I get from my friends uh, who are graciously come on the show, 
and they say to me quite often, they go, I'm, I've just never thought about doing that before, but it was actually a really good, it's a really good way to kind of start off and see where I'm really at and check in with myself, right? And I just believe in it. I believe firmly that we need to check in with all the areas in your life and then figure out what we're going to do to change that. So I, I, I'm a real firm believer in that. Uh, John is uh, brought to you today by our sponsors, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors, internationally known. They partner with business owners, so when it's time to sell their businesses, here's what they do. When it's time to sell their business, they contact the professionals and expert at, experts at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more about this internationally known business brokerage, and it is inline.com, E-N-L-I-G-N.com, and Linda Crafted Team Realtors. doesn't matter where you're at in the world. If you are looking to buy or sell real estate, they can hook you up with the right person, or if you're in the Research Triangle Park area of North Carolina, they can help you directly. So check out Linda Craft and Team Realtors at lindacraft.com. And this week's t-shirt shout out of the week, right? I'm wearing the Golden Domers t-shirt because my guest is a Golden Domer with the Blue Angels. And it says, what does it say today? It says, what? Play like a champion today, right? Well, I got to thank Tony Fink. He's an expert real estate agent with Linda Craft and Team Realtors. He sent me the extra large shirt. I said I would wear it. So I'm wearing it. Just a shout out to Tony. Tony, you're a man of excellence and you do a great job with Linda and her team. And so thank you for the t-shirt. We're going to play like a champion today. And that's with John Foley. So John, so this book, Fearless Success, I'm holding it up for people who are watching us live. And we want to thank everybody for watching us live right now. And uh, for those people who are going to be listening to this podcast, I know you can't see it, but you're going to want to buy this book. It's available everywhere. So John, Fearless Success. Let's, yes. let's talk about this, this outstanding, uh, insightful, and I wrote on my Amazon review, it's just a real practical guide to success. So when you, your intention of writing this book, who was, who did you, who were you thinking of when you wrote this book? Oh, it's great. You know, first off, it took me 10 years and four manuscripts. And I know you, Jay, as a writer, know that you, you pour your heart and soul into these things, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was my first one. So I, I guess that's uh, another challenge. But my, my, my thing was, I wanted to share the experiences that I had in many parts of my life, but mostly with the Blue Angels, because it was very unique. I mean, that I was there for three years, and it's a crucible of high performance and and a high performance culture, a glad to be here mindset, which we we'll talk a lot more about. And I wanted to share that with others so they could benefit, and that includes entrepreneurs, business owners, but really every single person who wants to get better wants to enjoy their life more, wants to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, but it's also really clearly good for your professional side of your life and your sure. personal. I, I kind of geared it to those two. I, I, I want to tell you, so your story, you have one of those rare stories, okay? I mean, and I say that and, and mean this really in a very complimentary way because you have a rare story in that you go, you, you're a little boy and you see the blue angels fly as a little boy. And right from the get go, something happens to your heart and you go, Oh dad, I'm going to be that. And, yeah. and, and, and you go, I mean, your whole life, all of a sudden from this time, your child is centered on finding a way to be one of those blue angels. And I I'm sitting here and I'm reading your story and I'm going, Wow. I mean, I, I mean, cause, cause I, I didn't have that. That didn't happen for me. Right. I mean, it, 
all this happened later in life for me of where I, I found out where it was. And I was like, man, what does that got to be like when you just know from the time you're a child that this is, this is my purpose, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, what clicked? What did, what did, you try to describe it in the book, but I really want to get at what really clicked for you because I think people want to know what is that clicking point? Maybe it doesn't happen as a child, but maybe it happens later as an adult. What was that click that said, oh man, this is what I'm going to do? Right. No, I'm with you hundred percent. I mean, when you feel that and, and you're right, Jay, you feel it in the heart, not the head. What we're talking about right. is not a conscious thing. It, it's deeper than that, right? right. Uh, for me personally, and I think you can find it many times in your life. Uh, in fact, some of the, I think there's a Kurt Vonnegut song that says some of the most interesting people I know are still searching for that, right? right. right. And uh, and for me, I was, I was blessed to find that as a child. Uh, my background, my dad was an army officer and an engineer. I had one of those, uh, my mom was just a precious a woman that, that, you know, taught me love. My dad taught me wisdom and had a great, great childhood. And I remember, so I wanted to be just like my dad. So I thought that's what I'd be. Right. And then he took me to the air show. And like you mentioned, I look up in the sky and I see these six magnificent blue jets flying that day. And it rocked me from not just the, the senses of the, the noise, the power, the smell of smoke oil, but in the, the, the crowds, you know, we both played football, you know, there's, there's an energy around that. Uh, but it rocked me to my core. And I do remember turning to my dad saying, dad, I'm going to do that. And, and it was, what was really critical, Jay. And I, I think is there was no doubt in my mind that I could do that. What I didn't know was how, right? I didn't know how I was going to get there. And I think that's okay for a lot of us. We don't need to know the how you want to have that crazy dream. You want to have that goal. Uh, and that's, even more important than knowing the how, because you will invent the how. And uh, for me, you know, as you saw in the book, um, it was a it was a wild ride. You know, I I, I went from being wanting to be a, a jet fighter pilot and eventually a Blue Angel. Uh, I wanted to play football, and we both did it at college level. Uh, but I knew that that wasn't you know going to be my my future. Uh, so you know, I had a goal, I had a vision, and that allowed me to stay focused. I knew I needed to do well in school as best I could uh, to get a shot, you know, and it's all about getting your shot, right? I remember asking the coach one day, just give me the patch, you know, get me on the field. I'll prove it to you. And the same thing with flying jets, you know, just get me in the cockpit and uh, and I'll prove it to you. And so um, it worked out. A lot of struggles, though. We can go into those. A lot of setbacks, uh, but it took 18 years and there I was and strapped in the cockpit of this amazing F-18 Blue Angel jet. We're talking with John Foley. He's the author of this outstanding book entitled Fearless Success. By the way, it's available everywhere. Books are sold. I'm just telling you right now, if your bookstore doesn't have this book in the bookstore, I want you to ask them why. Okay? Tell, why don't you have this book in the bookstore? Because this book is that good. All right? You should tell them that. All right? And by the way, if, you, if you're afraid to, have, to say that to your bookstore person, get me. I will go to your bookstore person and say, why don't you have this book? Okay, because I'm not afraid. I'll go ahead. I'll say it to anybody. So it's all it's all good. And he's brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. And we thank them for being a sponsor of the show since the very beginning. You can find more information at Inline, that's E-N-L-I-G-N dot com. So, John, one of the things that I laughed at, I giggled because we're a lot alike in this, 
is that as you're going through this process, the ups and downs, you go to Colorado and you here you are 165 pounds soaking wet and you're going to play football, which I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I played football, I played football small college and I was 275, right? So, so I'm, 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 I'm laughing at this and, and, you know, you say, give me the pads, you know, and I, I'm almost like hearing you, you know, almost there's like this little, like, you know, just give me the dang pads, man. Because <laughs> I'm going to play. Yeah. And I can almost hear it. And then as you go along in this career thing, the, you get you get into Annapolis, so you, you become a midshipman. And then there's a part where you where you want to be this blue angel and you literally call. <laughs> like, you literally like call Washington, D.C. And it <laughs> basically are like, say, I mean, it's pretty bold. I mean, for you to just go, you you know, you jumped, you jumped your immediate CO, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you, because I've been, I've listened. I have been in that position where I jumped my immediate supervisor to try to get something done, and I got called a loose cannon. Yep. <laughs> yep. For doing it. So, uh, and then they said about you, and I don't think I have these words exactly right, but basically, he wears his heart on a sleeve. And you kind of basically you know where he's at all the time, right? I mean, right? Because is that is that fairly accurate? Did I get that fairly yes. right? Right. And that that was that was written on an application I put in for the White House Fellowship a few years ago, and uh, that was one of my old commanding officers. Uh, besides all the official blah 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 they put in, right. he wrote that handwritten on the letter recommendation. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and I'd never heard that before. And I thought, dang. That's right. I really do. I'm I'm open. Uh, uh, you you get what you see. I I love that though about you, and because the, it comes through in the book. The thing that comes through in the book is your passion, and it also comes through that you know what this means something to you. It's it's not just you're not just writing a book here. You know yeah. you talk about at the end of the book we get and and I hate starting with the end, but it's true because I think it will bring back the beginning. But at the end of the book, you talk about that. You know the whole part of being a blue angel whole part of doing what you do even now is giving back to other people. Yeah. And yeah. And the importance of that. So go ahead, share, share the importance of that because I think that's what's, I think it, it, it the book comes together because of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I think that that ninth chapter is really where, you know, you get beyond what I call beyond high performance. Uh, of course, uh, we want to talk about, you know, execution, sure. excellence, a cadence and, of execution and, and setting beliefs and dreams and accomplishing these things. But what I learned, and um, it started on the blues, but it, it was much deeper. Actually, it started as a child. My parents taught me this, right? Uh, is this purpose larger than self? Being part of something. Right. which is much larger than yourself. Uh, in sports, it's pretty obvious when you're in a team sport, right? right? You can feel that. But what I realized was, in, and in flying six you know, F-18s, 18 inches apart at 500 miles per hour, you better have a good uh, trust with that right. teammate next to you. You know, right. by the way, I don't know if, if you know this, Jay, you could actually see the cracks in the paint of the jet <laughs> next to you at 500 miles per hour. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy yeah, yeah. but you know what it's not dangerous it's just inherently unforgiving that's a, a quote i have in the book yeah, too. You do, yeah you said that i'm like going yeah. well okay okay well if you brought it up we're gonna now talk about it because wow. i think people will go okay look you're you're flying at 500 miles an hour you're 18 hey, let's do this jay hold on hold on Kid, let's go back i want to i want to add real quick with okay. this purpose larger self because it's so important is i think that becomes the center point right I agree. once you embrace that and you realize that you're only here 
to benefit others, to help right. others. And right. you can do it in many different ways. I mean, as an author, we get, you know, a privilege to share our stories, but everybody does every single day, every interaction you, you have, uh, you have a chance to, uh, inspire or impact somebody. And that becomes the, the center point or the driving. And I think that's where our energy comes from. You I know, agree. as you were checking in with people yeah. this morning, I love that check-in, you know, you got to say, well, where's your energy come from? For me, it comes from that. Right. And, and you know, I'll tell you something, something that you said was so profound at the end of the book in chapter nine, and that was you had this interaction with a young pilot who uh, it was with, it may still be with the angels, I don't know, but it was within the last few years. And he comes to you and says, great to meet you again. And you didn't know him. And it happened to be when he was a five-year-old little boy, you had shaken his hand and had a 30-second interaction and still had his picture with you. Yeah. And had it on his wall. And his wife said that he, that, which blew you away, that he still even had that picture, you know, after being yeah. married. And you said in the book, and I really hope people will listen to this. You never know what 30 seconds, the impact you will have in 30 seconds. That's, that just, that's powerful. It, it, it's amazing. I actually use it now, Jay. Uh, you know, I give over 100 talks a year to some of the best corporations all around the world. And, and I end now on that story because of the impact that it not only had on me, but more importantly, what you just said, and that we all have this opportunity oh. to impact others. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's, I think we underestimate our power. I think that's the thing that comes through in your book is that, yeah, sure, you're a blue angel. You're one of the elite of the elite and the whole thing. But I think the thing that comes through in your book, at least I took away from it, is we we actually have the power within ourselves to be impactful on so many people. And we underestimate just how powerful we are. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's kind of cool when um, it comes back to you like it did me. That doesn't always happen, right? I mean, right. you know, the background on that story very quickly is – um, I was in a Blue Angel debriefing room, so I, I do go back, like you said earlier, and uh, you know the Blues uh, invite me back, and we talk about uh, not just the Blue Angel operational excellence. By the way, I created a maneuver called the Section High Alpha, never before been done, where the two jets fly side by side slow. No other team has been able to replicate it, and it's still being used by the Blues, which is super cool. That was 1992 wow. and today, so from innovation standpoint. So I go back there, and of course, I wrote the SOP on how to do that. But what we really do is we is we connect to human beings, right? And so I'm in the debriefing room, and uh, only ex-Blue Angels and current Blue Angels are allowed in that. And we're, you know, we go through the standard debrief. We can talk about that later. Uh, and then and then Jake, you know, Nate, actually, Nate comes up to me and, and Nate goes, Gucci, it's been a while since I've seen you. And you're right. It kind of blows me away because, you know, I'm, I'm going, I really have never met this guy. And then he shows me on his cell phone. He pulls it out. It's still on his cell phone. A picture of him as a little boy sitting on my knee. I had my flight suit on, number seven. So I knew it was 1990 and I was in San Francisco. And, and then he tells me this. He goes, you know, I kept this above my bed as a kid. I kept it above my desk in college. And then you're, you're, you know, like the story says, his wife later says, you're not going to believe this. He still has it up in the living room. But the cool part is he's a blue angel. And, yeah. and, and so that little seed of which – and it was a, a very quick interaction of which he was one of 10,000 kids I met that year. Yeah. But look at what that little seed started and wow, and we all can do this. It's just powerful. It, it, it is. And, and 
I, I hate starting with the back of the book first, but the truth of the matter is I felt like that story was so important to understanding the rest of the book because the book leads into that story. And I wanted people to know because, you know, the show's a new direction and I, and I want people to know that in their life or their career and their business that they have an impact first. I, I want yeah. them to know that now how we get there. All right. Now, now how we get there is a little bit different, but you need to know that as we start out that, you know, if you only get to listen to the first 15 minutes of the show, the first 20 minutes of the show, you know, John and I are trying to encourage you. You have an, you have the ability to have an impact and it doesn't take all that long. You don't, you don't have to be a blue angel. You, you don't have to write a book. You don't have to, you have an impact. And, uh, I just felt that was so powerful in your book and it came through so clearly. And so I'm really grateful that that message came out, but let's talk about getting there now. All right. Sure. So let's talk about that, right? I, I know you're like going, Jay, where are you going with this? Because that's, But I have a I have a method to my madness, John. I promise you I do. Uh, so let's talk about getting there. And the, one of the first things that comes right out from the very beginning, and you and I had a little fun with this off the air, and that was, well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> glad to be here, right? Is is kind of is kind of it's kind of a belief system, right? How it all starts. So let's talk about getting people to that point of glad to be here. What do we mean when you say glad to be here? Where does that come from, and what does that mean? Yeah, I love it. I I personally think it's the secret sauce. By the way, we'll we'll talk about other you know ways to close the high performance zone and all this, but the secret sauce is this mental mindset that becomes the ethos of who you are. That's that's what I think glad to be here means. So, and the beautiful part about this is it could mean different things to different people. Uh, for me personally, I do what I, I, every morning when I wake up, I do what I call my glad to be here wake up. And it's very simple. I just say in the present moment, what am I grateful for? And I'm thinking about today was easy. I'm in Sedona with my wife, Carol, and, and I'm sitting here going, wow, this is so precious just to be together right now. And, uh, and then I, then I think about, well, you know, I'm healthy, I'm strong, things are going well. And, and I just am grateful for that. But here's the other, the, the trick is your, the human brain does not care, uh, if you're actually experiencing something for the first time or you're remembering it. So you get extra brownie points. We all do for just remembering good things. So I always go back 24 hours in my day. I say, you know what happened yesterday? Who was I with? What was the smile I, I, I saw on someone's face? Uh, uh, you know, we have this foundation and we're, we're meeting with people who are trying to change obesity in Mexico with kids, you know, and, and they call it a green stretch pen and trying to get a green drink to everybody, every child and to stretch and, and, uh, and understand wisdom, you know, and, and just do a good thing. So, you know, we were meeting with those kinds of people and I'm I'm just I'm just in awe and I'm thinking about that and then I go forward in my day and I thought about you and I said you know I'm gonna get a chance to 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 talk with Jay later on in the day and, and his his tremendous audience and and I'm grateful for this opportunity so my whole point is uh, that if you do that and it's a technique right you will change the neuroplasticity of your brain you will start to have more happy thoughts and uh, neurons that wire together it's called Hebb's law neurons that wire together fire together so it's a technique that I share in the book for happiness. And, and that's just a simple thing. So if you imagine, if you can do that, happiness isn't simple, but the technique is simple. But if you can do that, then you can apply it in any aspect of your life. Right. You know, as you talked about the four elements there, you can actually focus into those 
directions. And um, glad to be here. Sometimes when I was a blue, man, I was just glad to be alive. And we had those days, Jay, man, you're just going, holy crap. I can't believe I'm still alive after this. But it really <laughs> meant that. Okay. What it really meant was I'm grateful for the opportunities I have in my life. I'm grateful for the people I surround myself with. I'm grateful for uh, the impact that we can make on others. And it's little things, right, that are um, are powerful. So that's what it means to me. I, what does it mean to you? Well, I, I, listen, I am a gratitude guy. So I am somebody who, uh, I, I tell this to people when I speak, I say to them, because I, I, could, I could talk about gratitude all day because I think, I believe firmly that gratitude changes us from the inside out. And yeah. I believe that regardless of what you're going through, being grateful is a, just a tremendous way for you to start your day. And I believe in getting a notebook and writing out seven things that you're grateful for the first thing in the morning. And the reason why I believe those seven things, you should write those out and you should literally write, I am grateful for, and I don't care if it's a cup of coffee. I don't care if it's the air that you breathe. I don't care if it's because you can see the grass. I don't care if it's your dog. I don't care if it's your wife, your spouse, whoever. Don't care. Write down seven things. And then when you're done, close the book. And I don't care what happens to your day before you go to bed at night. If you've had the worst day in the world, if you open up your book and you look back at those seven things, they've not changed. You're still grateful for those same seven things. And I don't, care, I don't care what happens in the day. And so when you when you came out in this book, the book's, by the way, is called Fearless Success. John Foley is our, our guest here on the show. When you started, when you came out of the gates and said, glad to be here, my first thought was, if you said to me, uh, if, off the air, if you said to me, glad to be here, Jay, I was going to say, well, I'm gladder than you to be here. Ah. <laughs> so I was going to have that little, we're going to have that little war uh, about who's more grateful to be here because I know that that being glad to be here and gratitude and being grateful is a game changer in whatever we do. And the more that you practice it and you talk about it in the book, the more, if you do it every day, if you practice this every day, you get begin to see opportunity. You, yes. you start to see your life being different. You start to see your job being different. You start to see that, uh, as you describe it, what happens is there is an internal change that happens uh, even physiologically into our brains. Uh, Hebb's Law is correct. And, and, and we begin to all of a sudden change the way we view even the people that we weren't so maybe enamored with. All of a sudden, we start to see them in a little bit different light. And th that's uh, an amazing thing. And I'm a big fan of gratitude and attitude because I believe we have a choice every day. And you heard me say that. I believe that we can choose that. And I think that's where you came from on this thing. You made a choice. Yes. You know, I love as, as you're talking, I'm thinking um, we are so aligned. By the way, I love your competitiveness, uh, like from the football field. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love the uh, uh, the idea that you can change from the inside first, right? right. And and gratitude is a, is, is a great place to start. There's many others we can, right? right. But it, it's so powerful. And it changes the way you see the world because you change. See, it's coming from you, right? The world. And so you change. And that's true about lots of people, right? right. The people who maybe are giving us struggles or challenges, you know, you start to see them in a different light. And you say, you know, they're actually there to help me because I need to learn something. And so they're obviously pointing something out in me that I need to address, right? And uh, and it's, it changes the way you see people. But here's the really cool part. Then what happens is it changes the way they see you. Right. And all of a sudden, 
you've got this kind of symbiotic relationship going where everybody becomes your your ally and there's no separation between you and others it's really cool right now it yeah because then you start looking past right we then we start looking past uh personalities we start looking past uh people's stuff and we start looking them more inside them as a human being and going you know what this is a human i need to respect right because again respect is a choice and you know because you could do whatever you want at the end of the day i either choose to respect you or i don't i could do everything right you still have the choice of not respecting me but now i can respect you as a human being because i'm i'm seeing you as somebody who is just as flawed as i am who has just as many problems and maybe i'm not paying attention to those things and i need to help you get there so i need to reach out my hand to that because now you're touchable because of gratitude right yeah. everyone becomes touchable at that point and yes. you you recognize that so that changes you towards everyone because nobody is untouchable at that point when you have gratitude. Yes. Which, which I think is so powerful, you know, from your book is that, you know, we, we've, we've now, we're no longer separated by anything because gratitude extends past, um, you know, whatever barriers we've had, it's, it extends past that because we don't see those barriers anymore when you're grateful. Yes. Right. Because Love. we've been there. So then one of the things that you move on to, and I, and I, I'm kind of like going, man, okay, there's so many parts to this book, right? Because I want to go, okay, there's the team part of this book where we talk about, you know, kind of the brief before you guys go out. And then there's this part of trust. And then, you know, you, you're you're going along and you're kind of building this thing. And then there's the debrief where we can be honest and vulnerable and have a safe place where we can be. So I, I, I don't know if I want to attack it. And I'm literally using the word attack. I'm not sure how I want to attack this, but what I want to take a look at is if if I'm going about my life, we're more, okay, we've got gratitude on the table, all right? We're starting there. Well, that makes things really, really easy. If you were going to tell somebody, okay, okay, you got gratitude on the table, you got that down, your next step you would say, John would say, okay, now after that, here's what you're going to do to become elite. It's going to be? Beliefs. I mean, I start with beliefs. And uh, uh, what I what I show in the book is that, I remember in strategic management theory, and everyone knows this. You don't have to go to Stanford to figure this thing out. You vision, plan, you execute, and feedback loop. Uh, you know, every good sports team, every good business, every good individual, what's the vision? Come up with a plan. Execute on a plan. Now, the feedback loop is usually the weak spot for most of us, and that's where the, the real growth comes from. And I love your idea about growing. I used to have a my defensive back coach would say every day, if you're not getting better, you get worse. And uh, that always bugged me, by the way. But anyhow, I believed it. And, uh, um, and, and so it's beliefs. So what I like to talk about is we need to start with beliefs because it's really not about a vision. What you really have to do, especially as an individual, is look inside and say, well, what do I believe? What's limiting me? What's holding me back? What's causing me stuckness? You watch. Those are fear-based beliefs, guaranteed. And what's liberating me? You know, where's my power coming from? Uh, where's these opportunities? Uh, and I start there. So I start with beliefs before we get into the how. Okay, so what? give us an example. Or well, maybe, yeah, give me an example of like for you what your belief system was that – caused you to make some internal changes or knew that you were on your right path or helped you move along that path? Yeah, I'll go first just to um, the experience on the Blue Angels because uh, I always believed 
I could get there, but I knew it was going to be a challenge, right? And right. and I needed a lot of support, a lot of help. And in the book, you know, I talk about being rejected three times, being not physically qualified, going through all kind of medical waivers, right. Right. Uh, not graduating high, you know, super high in my class, and uh, and still overcoming that, and 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 then getting into something that I was passionate about and also really good at, you know, something that I had the rapid eye movement. I had, I had this ability of having situational awareness. So when you're upside down, you feel very normal. Right. And, right. um, and, and in a, you know, in an airplane dogfighting, that that's really important skill. So I was able to, um, to grow that. And, but it was really more about less about me and becoming an instructor pilot. That's when my growth really came. When I realized that, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I flew in the movie Top Gun. Did you ever yeah. see that, Jay? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, movie? Yeah. oh yeah. I'm old enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did see Top Gun. Yeah. So I did some of the real flying in that movie. Um, and we're making Top Gun too. It's going to be out here real soon. But anyhow, um, you know, uh, after that, I became an instructor pilot. And that's when you learn how to really help people, right? Because you've mastered something. And this is what I try to share in the book. It's personal mastery, but then there's this team mastery. And then there it gets to the point of, can you actually teach it, right? And, you know, Belichick speaks well on this. You know, first, you know, master yourself and then uh, – be uh, work could become world class at it, right? And then teach right. somebody else, right? right. Uh, and so, in fact, we'll be looks like we might be working with uh, New England Patriots here coming up. That's but awesome. the idea is is how do you actually create that massive change in your life? So right. for me, um, when I showed up on the Blues, you know, the closest I had flown a jet to another jet was about ten feet in the movie Top Gun because it's hard, man. You're flying that close to a jet going 500 miles per hour, and that's kind of straight and level. All of a sudden, there's a team who says, you know what? That's not good enough. Gucci, by the way, my call sign is Gucci, and they say, you know, you got to increase your performance 300%. And guess what? You got 90 days to do it. And I was like, what? You kidding me? But there is a process. There's a mindset to do that because having been put through that, there I was, um, upside down, you know, 36 inches from another jet, right? And right. and doing stuff that you would never even think about doing. I'll give you one quick example. So in Top Gun, take the best fighter pilots in the world. If you put the airplane in the slow speed flight, which is a high angle attack, slow speed flight, like in dogfighting, you got to be above 10,000 feet to do this. Other, because you need, you need some altitude to recover in case right. the airplane departs. So best fighter pilots in the world, 10,000 feet. Guess what altitude we do that maneuver at in the Blue Angels? No idea. 200 feet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So wait a minute. Think about this. Best in the world, 10,000 feet. We're down at 200 feet. So something else is going on. Right. And that's what I try to show is that you got to click into that um, that ability that's inside of all of us. We're talking with John Foley. He is author of this outstanding book in call, entitled Fearless Success. Uh, absolutely brilliant book, by the way. Uh, it's It's so good. And by the way, and it's available hardcover and the hardcover price is so reasonable, folks. I'm just telling you, he has made this so reasonable for you to purchase because I believe in my heart of hearts, the reason why he made this so affordable to you is because he's trying to help as many people as he can. And I, I can tell that that's the heart of this man. And he's got an amazing heart. And I love the book because of his heart. And uh, but also because the information on it is so great. It's called Fearless Success. And he's brought to us today by, of course, our sponsor partner, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They're internationally known when it comes to selling a business. They have literally helped thousands 
of clients in the sale and purchase of businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And also, Linda Craft and Team Realtors, wherever you're at in the world, they can find a realtor, the best realtor for you to help you sell or buy your next home. And if you're in the Research Triangle Park, find out why they have legendary customer service. They will give you a customer experience like no other. You can find them by going to www.lindacraft, that's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com, and they're bringing us John Foley and uh, Fearless Success, and we are, we are, we're talking about everything from we're grateful to be here, and I'm glad to be here, and gratitude, and we're talking about beliefs, and moving through beliefs, and we're talking about this book, and how we can make an impact in our lives, and be elite Right? How do we become elite? Because so much of what the Blue Angels do is about being the best of the best. Matter of fact, uh, John tells talks about in his book that there are fewer Blue Angels than there are uh, Navy SEALs. Right? Am I making that? Uh, up? Yeah. Yes. Right. That's true. Right. I mean, it's that it's that elite you know, of a of a group. And you know, we we've been talking about we're talking about beliefs here, and I love. I love the idea, you know, what is it that you really believe in? Because I, I think what happens is from a core value standpoint, right? Whether you're in business or whether you're in your career, you need to know what those core values are in your belief system. Because I don't, I don't, I think it's hard when you just kind of decide you're going to just fling yourself out there if you don't really know who you are ultimately, right? To, to, to be able to fit in with the rest of the world. Am I hitting that right? Oh, yes. Yeah, it starts inside first. Right, right. And so we have these beliefs. I, I want to I move into, though, one of the things that you talked about is you talked about connection, connectedness and alignment and being connected and being aligned. And I was intrigued by this because so many people don't understand the power of being connected and being aligned. Talk about the power of being connected and being aligned as you, as you see, as you talk about in the book. Oh, I love it. I call it center point. Um, but something I just wanted, as you were talking, to um, to acknowledge is, you know, that ability to impact others and, and do it for others. I got this, like, dream to, to inspire a billion people, right? Mm. And that's why we're doing it, you and I are doing it today, right? right. And uh, uh, And it starts with that belief of, well, that's crazy. So how do we really do that, right? right. And it gets into this alignment piece of that I like to call center point. So the first is I, I like you use the word connect because I think it's absolutely imperative. Human beings, we need to connect, right? As as individuals, as teams, as humans, there's this connection that must occur. And it's, you know, we sometimes in teams call it chemistry. You know, when you're right. around a team that's amazing, you say, oh, they have a great chemistry. Well, there's great connections that are going on. Uh, and then there's uh, the, the inward and outward way of looking at the alignment piece. So for me, the alignment piece is this center point, right? So you got to connect, you align, and then commit, by the way, because you got to take some action, right? So in the connection, uh, you, let's say we have that uh, with with other team members. The alignment comes like this, and, and here's where it happens. Uh, when we were flying jets over uh, an air show, we would have a center point. A center point would be the single point of focus that we're going to uh, make decisions off of. So on an air show, it was a tractor trailer truck over land, a boat over water, and we would have flight lines that had one mile, two mile, three mile checkpoints. We had lots of different things, but it always aligned us aligned us to 
What's the center point we can make decisions? Am I early? Am I late? You know, do I need to speed up, slow down? That's in a, a kind of a tactical way. I like to go bigger and, and say, okay, well, what's your strategic center point? So you mentioned core values. I think you're exactly right. You know, so what is if if, if your core values are your center point, then what are they? And you, and you tend to you, you tend to get the stack and and you line it up uh, back in your own personal life. You know, what is the center point of your life? And then as you like to do every every morning there, you, you know, you talk about, well, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And so you line these these things up around the center point. And I think that's the, the key. And most people sometimes don't know what the center point of their life is. I think we're fortunate we do. And uh, and having that then allows this alignment to uh, to come together. Now, you talk about you talk about the center point and and by the way which is so interesting to me because you guys are flying so fast yeah and you've got this little white basically truck <laughs> yeah. i think it's a semi semi truck or something like that yeah semi yeah that you that 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 you that's out there people aren't even paying attention to it but it's your for you guys who are flying this is kind of like okay we know where center is yes right you you know where it is and you're kind of what is it you got like a 10 mile diameter or something like that or uh, close five, five miles five, circle. Okay. So uh, you're right. It's a 10 mile, five mile radius, 10 mile diameter. Dang it, Jay. You're right. It's a 10 mile diameter. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's so cool. So, <laughs> oh, don't do that to me because I was horrible at geometry. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. So, so the fact the fact that I actually got that right actually is is actually making me feel pretty good. But you you had to have the center point, and I think the point that you make in there, and you talk about um, there's, there's there's the strategic, and yeah. then there's the uh, what was the other one? Strategic, Tactic. practical, tactical, tactical, right? Because uh, and let's talk about those those two center points because it's important that we have a center point. But help us understand, you've talked a little bit about the strategic, but talk about the difference between the tactical and the strategic center points. Yeah, I mean, simply the way uh, I like to say it is strategic are the big things, right? So what's really important in your life, right? Um, Tactical is is like how do you get the next um, success in, in, in your business deal today, right? right. So um, tactical could be simple. Um, I like to say when I speak to my business audience is, well, let's use the customer as a center point. And then you say, okay, well, what is it going to take to, uh, let's say, have that great customer experience, which you're delivering right now, right? And you say, okay, well, it, it takes a lot of things. You know, in business, there's sales, there's marketing, there's operations, there's admin. You know, a lot of people need to come together in order to have that. Uh, on, on our flights, you know, to make it very clear, uh, we had three-mile, two-mile, one-mile checkpoints. So as I'm coming at my opposing uh, Blue Angel, Thumper was his name, um, and Spurt, there's, there's two two guys that used to oppose, uh, we called us the opposing elite solos. Um, we'd come at each other at a thousand miles per hour closure. And, and we would be going a mile every four and a half seconds in closure, okay? And if we're just one second off, when we cross that center point, we're going to miss by two football fields, okay? So that's the little bit of precision that we were looking for. And the only way you can get to that is you got to know what your center point is and then have some checkpoints along the way because we're constantly adjusting. And that's true in life. You know, the minute you get up, you got to start making some adjustments. I mean, you may have a plan. It's good to have a plan, but things change, right? And so what I like to talk about too in the book is, you know, how do you lead through change and not just react to it? Uh, Okay. I, I love this whole idea of tactical 
and strategic center points. I love, I love that. But there was one thing, as a psychological professional, um, which is what I do uh, for businesses as well, and I speak and write and that type of thing like you do. One of the things I like to talk about, and you bring this up in the book, and you don't use exactly these terms, but you do in a sense, is the whole idea that how powerful habit formation can be. Yeah. Because when we develop, when we're able to develop one habit where we're no longer thinking about it, right? When we can do, then we can start focusing on something else that's maybe even more important. So let's let's talk about that for a second because I don't think people understand how important it is to develop uh, that practice, that that routine over and over again until it becomes such a habit so that you can allow yourself to focus. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, well, I, I think back to, it really happens in, in all our lives, right? Uh, uh, I like this unconscious competence ability, right? To get to where you no longer have to think about doing something, you do it. And, you know, the great example is riding a bike for the first time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, when you're a kid, you, you, first you're, you're thinking about all this stuff and I don't think you're doing it now. Same thing with driving a car, right? right. So same thing with, with elite performance, like a jet coming at each other, you know, at, at that thousand miles per hour, upside down. Um, when I'm first learning it, Okay, yes, I need to have a game plan. So uh, what are, what's our objective? Okay, what's the desired outcome? What's the intent that we want to put into this? Okay, and then you, you have um, – you taught. So on the Blue Angels, we have a standard operating procedure. It says here's where your power setting might need to be. Here's the attitude. Uh, you talk about you know what it takes to create the maneuver. That's not enough, right? That's just you know verbal or, or written. And then what you got to do is you got to find somebody – who's an expert, who has done this. That's why it's so powerful to listen to you as you talk about the mental aspects and the psychological aspects because you can learn from someone. And so that's the next part is, is that that kind of student-teacher role. And, and it's not a, a negative thing. It's, you know, a, a master and a, and, a, and a learner, right? And so you, you learn the technique items because that's what comes through like in our interview. There's certain small technique items that hopefully people are picking up, right? And we're able to share with them. And, and now those are subtle and it's the subtleties that make the big difference. And then it comes to repetition. So you gotta, you gotta get to unconscious competence. The only way you're going to get to there is through repetition. And you want to re- make sure you're repeating what works. Cause if you repeat what doesn't work, <laughs> guess what? You're going to get that habit going too. Right? right. So the idea of, of that repetition, uh, and then I like to talk about triggers, right? Because, um, I, I, what's critical is be able to snap yourself into uh, this high performance zone, you know, mm-hmm. to get to where a habit, because if you have a habit, that means you've got some unconscious confidence going on. But how can you create it on the spot? And mm-hmm. that's what I do through triggers. So, so I want, I want to just have a little psychological fun. Are you okay with, I have a little sure. psychological fun with your book, uh, a little yeah, bit, absolutely. right? Because the triggers, I loved the, this idea of triggers. I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm going to make it geeky. <laughs> <laughs> make a geeky. So this is Pavlov's dog stuff. Is basically yeah. what we're doing is we're creating an association with something that triggers whatever the response is, right? So we're going to take we're going to take some sort of a stimulus here, okay, for lack of a better word, right? And we're going to take a stimulus and we're going to we're going to continuously pair that so that what we do is every time we do this particular stimulus, stimulate ourselves in some way, we're going to have this immediate response. So uh, I, I think one, and I love that, by the way, because I, I, we do it unintentionally, habitually. I'll give you a, a bad example of how we do this. People who are smokers, right, 
what do they do? Every time they eat, what do they do? They smoke right after they eat. It's it's just it's a trigger. People they people who are smokers do not even real, recognize it. If they do, they can't figure out that if they would just break that, it would help reduce their smoking intake. But they don't they don't recognize that they've created a trigger by eating. So they smoke, right? And so what happens? Right? So when they stop smoking, what typically happens is they continue to eat and eat and eat, which is why they why you see so many smokers put on weight because they've now traded one for the other. We can do that. What you describe in the book is we could do that positively, right? Yes. So if I want to get myself in the right mindset, all right, I got to now start pairing just like people in a bad way paired food with smoking. Now I've got to pair some sort of trigger with me in the morning. You talk about it in your morning routine, right? As soon as your left foot or right foot hits the floor, the left, by the way. I make it the left. Yeah, the left foot hits the floor, right? Because you probably sleep on the right side of the bed or maybe the left side. Yeah, no, right side. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, well, I'm just thinking how you get up. I'm, I've never, no, yeah. trust me, I've never seen John in bed. Okay, I just want to make that clear to everybody. <laughs> just did guessing there based on things. Okay, that was supposed to be funny. Folks, yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. No, there, there's a technique to that. I tell you why I do the left. It's not about what side of the bed I'm on. Um, I actually, it's a trigger to tell myself because it's not normal. See, I, I'd right. rather get up with my right foot. It's more natural. So I purposely uh -huh. take the unnatural element. It's like when I hug people, and, and by the way, I do this all the time. I always hug them left to left, heart to heart, right? right. And it's a little bit unnatural. But I do that for a very good reason, and that is to remind myself, at least when I get out of bed, left right. foot forward, when it hits the floor, I say this this is a magical day. This is not normal. Everything is magic. Everything right. is incredible. And it, it, it's, it should feel a little uncomfortable at first because then it snaps you into a, right. a higher state. Right. No. See, this is what this is exactly what I'm talking about. These triggers, right, or you know, that we're conditioning ourselves to do to get ourselves to that next level – can be as simple as, all right, every day I'm going to get up with my left foot. And as soon as my left foot hits the floor, this is what I'm going to do. Because every day that you do that, it's it just all of a sudden becomes automatic. And then yes. when, when it becomes automatic, all of a sudden, okay, let's go back. When it becomes automatic and you hit your left foot on the floor and you start automatically, your mind is engaged to go, I'm going to be grateful today. I, I am grateful that I am up today. I am grateful for this, right? And you've already started, before you've even made your first step, you've already started in a day of gratitude. And Love. and and so here, this is the beautiful thing about your book. I, I hope people understand the practicality of what you're doing to help them live their lives in a better way because what you've just done here is you've given people an amazing, psychological, simple breakthrough that says if you do that every day, left foot hits and every day you get up and before you get standing you've already been grateful for that day and, yeah. and what a powerful what a powerful thing and we can create this with anything and that's that's the beauty of your book i think one of the beautiful things about fearless success is that we can we can create this we can create these triggers with anything you know i mean you know, yes. right? Get, have a have your have a cup, have a, your favorite cup, right? And every time you pick up your cup of coffee, in that cup, right, it triggers you to say, "I'm going to say, you know what? This is going to be an amazing day. This the people in my life, I'm going to inspire, I'm going to influence, I'm going to be powerful, I'm going to motivate, and I know that I've been given this day for a purpose, right? What if you said that every day you grabbed your favorite coffee cup? Well, I'll tell you what would happen. 
it, w- it would change you because it's going to trigger you every time you look at that coffee cup. And every time you see somebody else's coffee cup, guess what you're going to do? You're going to do the exactly same thing. I think that's the beauty of your book, by the way. Wow. I love the way you have uh, embraced and expanded on it. Everything you're saying, we are so in line. Oh, oh, and I'm a hugger. <laughs> are you kidding me? All six feet, five inches of me loves to hug. I'm a, I'm a huge hugger. I am. <laughs> I, I am. I am the same way. Uh, we're talking with we're talking with John Foley, author, uh, Blue Angel, by the way, and author of best-selling author of this book, Fearless Success, available Amazon favorite bookstore by the way when we do the write-up of this show everybody right and you can wherever you're going to listen to this whether it's itunes iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher uh tune in radio and, and 105 other places you can possibly listen to this there's always a write-up of every author i do and i will be writing up john foley you will be able to go to his website you can learn more about john you can hire john uh, he is an outstanding speaker uh, as well as an author he is inspiring and he's inspiring for all ages. He's not just for adults. He's inspiring children and kids, and he talks about that in his book as well. And uh, we're, we're going through fearless success uh, is what we're going through, and he has been so gracious to uh, give me time to talk with him about this book. I want to talk to you about trust because trust is a very difficult world word in today's world. And yes. It's it's a it's a hard word, and the reason why is because people want to people people don't want to trust. I I, I see it every day. I'm, well, I don't trust this person. I don't trust that person. I don't I don't. I'm not going to give this person trust. I'm not going to trust this person. Let's talk through that a little bit because you have an idea of trust in a business sense, and I get the feeling that you have an idea of trust in a personal sense. So based on what I read. So let's talk about trust in the business sense first. What does it take to trust someone? Because you you have to be in an environment with your fellow uh, pilots. You're in an environment where at 18 inches away from each other and also crossing at a certain point where you're just, you know, you know so close, traveling at four and a half seconds per mile, coming at each other. There's a lot of trust that has to be involved with that. How yes. do we get there? How do we get to the trust? Well, I love it. Um, I think there's different layers of trust, right? And there's right. different ways to get there. So uh, in the book, I talk about the three C's of trust. Right. First is competency. So I want to know uh, if that other person's competent, right? Especially at the high levels that we're doing. Uh, and and we all work on that, you know, job skills, uh, trying to get better at, at something. Uh, but that's very basic, okay? And usually when you, um, let's say, are, are brought into the blues, I'll just stay with the blues, but any organization, you know, there's a certain level of trust that is given to somebody because of maybe where they came from, what their background is. Um, and again, it's, you know, competency in interviews. That's very basic, okay? Uh, I think you have to earn trust every day. See, that's the key. Um, you have to, and small things matter you know, especially in trust, right? And it's the little things. If I know if I can count on you on little things, I can count on you on big things. By the way, that's scriptural. There's big stuff in there, right? But the idea here is that um, on the blues, you know, uh, if by the t- we had a selection process, so we, we, we had a good sense of, of someone's skill set. That's not hard. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. What's hard is the personal dynamics that come into these plays mm-hmm. and, and, and into our lives. Right. So, so the competency is a start. You got to get to a level of, of commitment eventually. Right. So it's competency commitment. And so I want to know, are you really all in? See, right. that's where the trust really is in a relationship, right? I want to know, you know, are you all in? And, and it could be a personal relationship, it could be a business relationship, uh, and and the small things matter. And then what happens is consistency comes in. And I think that's the key because if I'm going to fly 18 inches from you, Jay, right. I got to know that you're going to be consistent, okay? Right. I got to know how you're going to react under pressure, What's going to happen in turbulence? And I don't mean just turbulence in the air. I mean turbulence in your life. So that's the most critical one. And that you have to build. It doesn't happen in day one. You have to build the ability to have this consistent trust. And then we do it through um, verbal and nonverbal contracts, which we can talk about in a minute. But I I want to give you a chance to respond to those. Yeah. So there's there's, there's two things that I want to to kind of respond to here that I, I see. The first is, it's my job, I believe, and I think this is what I pulled from your book, and I think this is what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my job to earn, Jay has to earn John's trust, all right? Yes. Right? But it's my job to choose to give you trust, Mm. is what, so meaning that, you're right, I, I have to, I have to earn I uh, it's on me to earn that trust every day but it's also on me to choose to give you that trust back and and so when I when I started thinking about what you were saying I was this is how I read it I was like going wow okay so you know typically we we would say you have to earn you know John would have to earn my trust actually he doesn't it's it's on my job to earn John's trust and and then John chooses to trust me or not so I'm the one who who needs to make sure that I have I have done my work homework to be competent and and that I have done my work to, that I am going to be completely committed and that I'm all in and then I have got to be consistent for John's sake right and then John chooses to to trust me because I'm trying to do everything I can to be those two things three things versus I think what happens the mistake that happens is that we go, okay, you got to be those three things before I can trust you. Right. And I, I think I see it. I think the way I read it and maybe I'm wrong, but I read it as man, I got to be these three things. I've, I have got to do this every day. It's on me. It's my responsibility. I'm the one who, and, and I think if we got that first, if, because we're so, we so looking at the other person go, you got to be all these things, but whoa, 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 wait, start with you. Right, which is the core of your book, I felt was like, man, I've got to become more competent. I've I've got to be more. There's there's so much that I don't know. I've got to I got to know more. I've got to be more. Am I really committed to the people I stand committed to, or am I kind of flimsy on that? And then and then you know how consistent am I really? And I found those personally challenging to me, because I was like, you know, what does my wife think? Does my wife is my wife saying to me? Does she know every day that, you know, I'm working hard at our marriage and I'm going to give forth that effort and I'm going to do what I need to do because I want to be as competent as I can be as a husband 20 some odd years later. You know, am I really, do I demonstrate her commitment and am, am I doing what I need to do to be consistent in our relationship together? And so, because it, that's on me, not on her. 
and and that that spoke to me so deeply and so clearly in the book because it was so powerful yeah i love jay the way you're framing this absolutely um concur with what you said i i think of a an analogy that, that i've you know found in my life is when you point the finger at someone else there's three of them pointing back at you right <laughs> yeah. and and that's hard sometimes because it's so easy to point right you know at somebody else right and and i think what i'm hearing you say and i agree a thousand percent is it starts with you it yeah. starts on the inside first right, right. especially trust yeah. and uh as you were talking what hit my head is um you know a lot of people uh let's say it's a work environment um say well you, you know uh, you you don't trust me. And, and the thing there is, no, wait a minute, you got to earn my trust, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, go ahead and earn that. But at the same time, I love what you said is it's on me though, to give it right. So I right. give and earn. And I think they go, they, they reinforce each other I and that's when they break, right? When right. one of them doesn't happen, that's when it breaks. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I, this this is the thing about fearless success that I, I you know one of the things many uh, many things that I love about this is I found it personally challenging, right? I found that you were challenging me into going okay. Well, who are you? What do you really believe? You know, are you are you the type of person that people want to trust? Are you the type of person that people can trust? Are you uh, are you the type of person who is I'm glad to be here every day? Are you the type of person who you know, is thinking, you know, both has your center point and you're thinking both tactically and strategically, you know, and, and I found that a challenge. I found you saying to me, asking literally, this is how I heard it, John, was you were asking me, well, are you Jay? Yes or no? And I was like, oh, wow, I got it. Okay. I got, I got some reevaluation due. What are your habits like, Jay? What are your triggers like, Jay? How are you waking up every morning, Jay? Right. Where's your excellence today, Jay? How excellent are you going to be today, Jay? Right. That's how I heard the book. Yeah. Right. And and I and I think people, I think people when and and again I'm holding up this book for people who are going to be listening to podcasts. I know you can't see. It. It's called Fearless Success. It's got his golden helmet on it, and and uh, it's uh, the book is amazingly challenging, and it's I found it personally challenging. I found it also to be enlightening and stimulating and practical guide to not let just living your life, but your career and your business as well. So let's go on. Let's go on with the next piece, <laughs> the trust piece. Sorry. I just, yeah. it really overwhelmed me because I got to be honest. I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm one of those people who is going to, who is going to absolutely be completely vulnerable and transparent in these things because I heard it that way. So let's, let's move on from that trust because that trust for you turns into a br- debrief at the yes. end of the day of, having a safe environment where we can be honest with each other about what went right, not just what went wrong, but what went right. Let's talk about that. Well, it's the critical element and I'm glad we, you know, you tied it in with the trust because it's in the book, you know, there's a diagram, right? right? And it goes from trust to debrief, just like you're doing. And, and that's where it's critical because that's where you reinforce or in this case, um, identify gaps, right? So you reinforce right. what's going well or you identify gaps. And it's what's actually least done. It's least done in the business world um, all the time. They, you know, we, And typically the only time we do it is when there's a problem. And that's not what I'm trying to show here in the book because that does not create a safe environment for trust. Right. If, you're, uh, uh, if you're only debriefing when there's problems, uh, you're gonna get 
problems. Okay. Right. Uh, so the idea that I was trying to show is we have to have a tool, a mechanism, and I call this tool or mechanism the glad to be here debrief that allows you to assess and reassess uh, how did it go. And so we can do this personally. We can do this as a, as a team. Um, you know, I'm working with a lot of the, the sports teams now because they get this. You know, game film is, is a good right. example. But yeah. there's a technique to how you do that, right? And right. so um, first off, most people don't do it, all right? right. Um, most leaders don't do it. That's true. And they only do it when, they, when there's a problem. Right. And I'm trying to change that mindset. Well, and and here's the thing, right? I mean, if anybody's ever had an accountability, a real accountability partner, all right? A real accountability partner just doesn't hold you accountable for the crud that you do. They're also supposed to be the encourager that says, wow, that was really good. Yeah. Well, congratulations, right? And and, and I think, the, you know, again, one of the things I pulled from this whole debrief, and we all need to be debriefed, by the way, on our good and our bad. I mean, we, we got to get a temperature, I, 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 every time you were writing, I'm like, I gotta get a temperature in myself. I need somebody to give me a temperature. Am I hot? Am I cold? Am I good? Am I bad? Am I, you know, but I need both. I can't just have yes. one. And I, I, I thought, man, yeah, this is so powerful for people. They don't understand the power that they're losing by not having a debrief on a regular basis, whether you're in the team setting or whether it's individually yes. in your, in your life is they're losing some power. Yeah. And even yourself. I mean, I do. I'm in a constant state of debrief on myself. Right. You know, um, uh, you know, how did I treat that person? What did what can I do better? Uh, I love, though, that, that we're celebrating the, the victories. And that to right. me is the key. I like I like to say yes a lot. You know, right. I like to say yeah. thank you a lot. So thank when you. things are going well internally, I'm going yes or I'm going thank you, you know, and uh, and I'm reinforcing uh, that, that things are going well. Um, and at the same time, uh, if there's something that uh, I need to fix, then I'll fix it. And actually, that's one of the uh, um, the sayings I have, which I call five dynamics, is uh, you say, you know, I'll fix it. And it's one thing you can say it to yourself, but it's really powerful when you verbalize this to another individual. And we did this on the Blue Angels every time we flew. We went around the table and we started with what we call general safe. Generally, how am I feeling? Because I want to know how people feel, okay? We didn't get into the specifics right away. I just want to know, how do you feel? Do you feel good about the day or bad about the day? Good about the flight, bad about the flight? Um, you know, I, I want a feeling statement. And then what we did is we created uh, that we had standards. So we gave people the opportunity that if they were out of standards before someone pointed it out to you, bring it up yourself. And that builds trust. Cause when people can bring up, you know, I was late on this report. That's a real obvious one, right? But there's little things in our lives that we can bring up. Um, and you have power. And then what you say is I'll fix it. That's the accountability. Actually, what really it turns into is personal responsibility, which I find is way more powerful than right. accountability. When you have, when you're personally responsible, and then you always end with a positive statement, and that that statement for me is glad to be here. Yeah. See. Wow. Um, by the way, do you know that you and I've been talking for over an hour? I I, I noticed that, and I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, who's I, hanging in there for this long? I am, they all are. I'm telling you, people, you should see people on Facebook hanging in here. Just just watch people are coming in. I'm watching all the Facebook folks just watching and listening, and I know that my <laughs> podcasters listening. But seriously, they hold on. They, it's amazing. I I could go on for hours with you. I, I've had so much fun uh, today. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to go over like this. That wasn't my, my intention. I just lost track of time. I'm going to be completely honest. And transparent. That's a good debrief. See, yeah. we're learning. I, I had no idea, but I am grateful that you were willing 
to give the time and and thank you and you know we have just gone let's go full circle here and and before we end here and and that is you know we started with that we all have it within our power to to have an impact on others 30 seconds is more than enough to impact a life and you walked us through fearless success and from you know starting out with i'm glad to be here right in gratitude and ending it with trust which is ultimately you know what you what you gain when you impact the lives of others right we we don't seem to be able to do it without some sort of sense of trust which is how we come full circle and the show is called a new direction and because we try to help people find a new direction in their life or their business or their career and so if you were to leave the folks with a new direction what would John Foley, author of Blue Angel, author of Fearless Success, what would he say? Well, first, just look inward, right? And the idea of what is your center point? What's really important to you? And to make it, uh, to tie that in, whatever that is, tie that in to how it helps others. So this purpose larger than self. I guarantee you there's a connection there. And when you can discover the connection of what inspires you and what uh, benefit that will bring to others, you're on that new direction. And you'll have the energy, this is even more important, with the glad to be here mindset, you know, the, the gratitude mindset, you'll have the energy to stick to it when you come up with all the challenges that that are going to be there for, for life. And uh, it, it's about helping others. It's about being also very um, explicit with yourself and, uh, and, and, and challenging yourself to be a little bit better uh, I like way, the way you started this this whole thing with uh, I'm not trying to get you to a 10. I, you know, if you rated yourself as a four, let's just get to five. Right. And then the, it's this continuous incremental improvement. All of a sudden, one day you're going to go, holy crap, life is awesome. <laughs> and that's my hope is that everybody has this awe and glad to be your mindset. That's awesome. Stay with me for a second, will you, John? Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Foley, author, Blue Angel. Fearless Success is the book. Pick it up at Amazon. Pick it up at your local bookstores. It's it's, it's going to be everywhere. If they don't hey, have Jay, it, yeah. Hey, real quick, I got a special offer. I didn't tell you this. Oh. If they want to go to the our website, it's johnfoleyinc.com. Go to the store. We've bundled a Breaking Belief Barrier booklet. It's a, it's a small booklet okay. in with the book for the same price that you'll get it at the, at the, at the stores. Now definitely go to Amazon, make it easy on yourself. Right. But if you want to, um, we, we got an extra offer just for your group. So this is awesome. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, so I'm glad John, thanks for saying that because here's what we're going to do. We're going to be posting on the blog post that's associated with the, uh, podcast. So for those of you who go to jizzo.com and, and also whether you iTunes, iHeart, it's going to be on there too as well. We're going to post uh, John Foley, F-O-L-E-Y, Inc.com. So it's John, J-O-H-N, Foley, F-O-L-E-Y, I-N-C.com. We're going to post that up there so you can get take advantage of the free offer that John uh, has, the offer that John has given us and in addition to, and uh, it's the book is just outstanding, folks. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. It's a business changer. It's a career changer. It's an amazing book. And uh, he's been brought to us today by who else but our great sponsors, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Inline's internationally known. They represent profitably privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. 
They deliver the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark, folks. Registered trademark. You can learn more by going to nline.com. It's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And we thank Jeff Snell and his folks for sponsoring the show as well as Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Doesn't matter where you're at in the world. And if you are in the Research Triangle Park, the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, you can meet them face-to-face, find out what their legendary customer experience is like when it comes to buying or selling your home. Check them out at lindacraft.com, www.lindacraft.com. And they brought us today. Folks, that was the show. The show has been outstanding. John has been outstanding. I am so grateful. For him, I cannot express, and grateful for all of you, uh, you people have made uh, something that I didn't even know was a dream become a dream come true. And I cannot express to you everywhere in the world, the 17 countries, Israel, India, uh, Ireland, Italy, um, the UK, all of you, uh, and I know I miss so many in different continents, thank you so much all over the world for downloading the show and, and making this what it is. I cannot express my gratitude enough for you. And the United States, you've been so kind to me and so gracious to me. And I thank all of you from the littlest towns to the biggest cities. You've all made this show great. And so I'd say it every week and I end this way with every show. And that is folks be inspired, find a way to be inspired. Whether that, that starts with gratitude, I hope for you, because when you are inspired, you're going to inspire someone else. I promise you, you will. Even if it's a smile to the local person who's checking out your groceries, you're going to inspire someone and that in turn is going to inspire someone else. And when we do that, we have the opportunity to change this world in a magnificent way. And I am grateful for it. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. We will talk to you all later. Ciao, everyone. Got to keep your hope alive. You got to know you can survive. Find your strength, don't worry.